episodes like i got hella episodes out niggas only three episodes so yes this is episode four of the emerging billionaire podcast that you have kicking in your ear right now man thank you so much for tuning in it means so much to me i hope everybody's feeling good i hope y'all week is going good man you know what i'm saying i'm recording this a little earlier in the week than i usually do you know usually i like to post on the weekends but uh it's a light week you know what i'm saying we, we in that phase of the school year where shit getting calm you know what I'm saying? Like, all you gotta do is really study for finals, and, you know, my finals should be slight. I'm saying that, but they watch them be hard as hell. But, you know what I'm saying? I've had some downtime in the past couple days. So I'm like, let me get in front of the mic. It's been a minute. You know what I'm saying? Let me let me put some shit out uh, in the meantime. So, yeah, uh, like I said, this is episode four. Welcome back. If this is your first time listening, just welcome. You know what I'm saying? Thank you for tuning in. I really appreciate y'all, man. Look, uh, with these gaps I be taking between episodes, bro, it just be so much to happen, and I just be missing my people to talk about it. But uh, you know, I just wanna just just take this time to first of all, I wanna dedicate this episode to the man himself, uh, Nipsey Hussle. Yeah, rest in peace, man. Uh, I was I wasn't able to really address it, but. Um, I'm not gonna go in, in depth on it anymore. You know what I'm saying? It's been some weeks since you know that that tragic incident has happened. But all we can do is move forward and keep pushing the message that he was trying to press. Uh, and, you know, just just carry out his 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 work, man, and his dreams and his aspirations. We gotta make sure we 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 carry that torch and and you know just keep pushing the envelope, man. So shout out my man Nip, uh, long live the king, man. Uh, yeah. So also, man. Um, and more recent news, rest in peace, John Singleton, man, uh, a, a legend, like literally the epitome of a legend. This man transcended not just black cinema, but cinema and film all together, man. Like this guy is responsible for so many classics that us as black people hold close to our hearts, man. Like Boys in the Hood, uh, Baby Boy. You know, the Remember the Time video, like, this man did so much for the culture, man. And it's so sad to see his untimely passing. But God doesn't make mistakes. That's one thing I know for a fact. Everything he does has a higher purpose and a better, you know, a, a reason that we we may not be able to fathom, you know, with our human minds. But, you know, God God's plan is undefeated every single time. So I'm pretty sure Big Bro knows what he's doing up there. I'm not pretty sure. I'm, I'm positive, you know. 
he, he, I know he knows what he's doing up there. So, hey, you know, although it hurts here on Earth, you know, we, we keep doing what we got to do, man. So, yeah. Uh, yo, a lot. I say this every episode, but a lot has literally happened, man. So, we finna go ahead and just uh, chop it up for a second, man. That's cool. We can do that. Uh, we wanna we finna talk about Coachella. It's some movies that I want to talk about. Um, it's some sneakers coming out that I want to talk about. Yeah, it's just so much. So, you know what time it is, man. If you're new to this, this is where we go ahead get in bussing. If you've been here before, you know what time it is. Go ahead, sit back, relax. Because you have episode four of the Emergent Beer in There podcast kicking in your ear right now, man. Thank you so much for tuning in. It means the world to me, for real. Y'all don't even understand. Okay, now I go by the name of Pat. Pat, what up? I am your host of this here podcast. And, yeah, um, that's really it. I don't really have any other things. You know, this episode of the Emerging Media Podcast is brought to you by... No, I'm playing. I don't got no sponsors. But that reminds me. That reminds me of something, yo. If there's, like, anybody out there, man, I need to low-key start doing this just randomly. Like, I got so many homies that's so talented and got their own businesses and people that I, I know, you know what I'm saying, that are doing their thing, I need to go ahead and just start shouting them out, so I'm trying to squeeze some of that in on this podcast, but for real, if there's somebody that, like, wants, like, some ad space on this pod, like, at any point, like, if there's, like, an event that you want me to let the people know about, or if there's just a business venture that you have going on, or a service that you provide that you would like me to promote on this here podcast, let me know, man. Like, for the free 99, too, just hit me. I got you. I got you. That's what this podcast was essentially set up for, to pe- put people on and give them the platform that they need to go ahead and propel their, their you know, aspirations to that next level, right? So, that's really what I want to start doing. So, I might start reaching out to some of my homies and be like, yo, can I go ahead and plug you on a pod? I'm pretty sure they won't have a problem with it, but I still want that, that consent and that permission before I go ahead and, you know, just start shamelessly plugging stuff but yeah sooner or later uh you know it's gonna be something that i start bringing people on the show to promote their own shit but in the meantime i will do it for y'all while you know i got this set up um but yeah catch it right now before this podcast below up man right now it's free you know a year from now maybe not so much okay unless like you know i'm saying we tight like that but yeah uh anyway uh, like I said, there's so much I don't want to talk about. Uh, let me go ahead and kick it off. Fuck it. Let's kick it off with Coachella, okay? So, first and foremost, uh, the Coachella lineup looked like it was crazy. It looked like it was crazy. I saw that they had a lot of dope headliners. Um, first of all, let me say, I didn't know Coachella was two weekends. I don't I don't know why I thought it was a one weekend type of thing, like how Lala is, or like how basically every festival that's ever existed is. I did not know Coachella was two weekends. That's cool, and I was for people who may know about more about music festivals than I do. Do like the same performers perform for both weekends, or how does that work? Because I did see that like cats like Jaden Smith, you know, and like Cuddy, he had like two sets. I think he did both weekends, so I was kind of confused on how that structure is. But however. Let's go ahead and get to the actual performances. I was able to to catch some. Like, I watched Playboy Cardi set. Uh, I watched Kanye's Sunday Service. I watched both the Kid Cudi set. I watched uh, Gambino's set. And it was some other ones. It was some other ones. Oh, 
uh, I seen clips of Ariana Grande set because she brought out some legends. So, first of all, I want I want to talk about Kanye West Sunday Service joint first and foremost because that one was the one that kind of stirred the most the most conversation and like controversy, I guess if you will. Um, so yeah, let me get into it. But first of all, full disclaimer, full disclaimer. If you don't know me. Uh, let me tell you right now, Ye, to me, is the greatest artist that I've ever had the opportunity to get in tune with as far as, like, you know, enjoying the shit that they create. You feel me? I think that Ye is truly the GOAT. Like, I use the word GOAT a lot because there are a lot of great artists that can can fit into that GOAT conversation. You got cats like Hove. And uh, like you know, Pharrell and Drake, you know Kendrick, maybe Cole, man, you know like niggas like that. You know what I'm saying like Andre 2000. When it comes to like just music and discography, but for me, 100 percent of the time, you ask me who the who the greatest artist to ever live, I'm gonna tell you Kanye West. Okay, it could be a Chicago bias. It could be just because albums like The College Dropout and The Graduation literally changed my life man like that has changed my life and made me fall in love with the genre of hip-hop all together and literally led me to the just being able to listen to other you know albums within the genre you know i can honestly say that was all you know elicited and kicked off by my appreciation for kanye west all right so you know there's no secret that right now Kanye isn't, you know, the the guy everyone once loved and appreciated. Probably four, five, six, maybe some may say seven, eight years ago, right? Um, so you can see that he's kind of going through a rebrand, a very, very strong rebrand. He's bouncing back from the those sporadic, like crazy ass, you know, Trump cosigns that he was giving out and you know wearing that that ugly ass MAGA hat or whatever. You know, and he see like that TMZ phase where he was just like, it seems like he was just constantly in the news for some crazy stuff. Then he started beefing with Drake. So it's been, I want to say, maybe like four or five months since we've heard Kanye say a rev, like a public word, like like himself, whether it was himself, like on Twitter or in an interview. You know, it's been some time. And in the meantime of those gaps of hearing him say something, he's been doing these Sunday services every Sunday in various locations where he just comes together and yo those clips been like straight fire bro like especially somebody like me who grew up in church and like every sunday i was forced to listen to these songs that well, I would, I, when i say forced i don't mean that in a bad way because i really i do like gospel music a whole lot like kirk franklin todd tribute those are my guys like i still listen to those albums to this day and church was the reason because i was deeply rooted in that and that was the reason why you know, I had no choice but to like that music because that's all I was li- listening to as a shorty. So to see Ye do these Sunday services, it's like mad nostalgic for me, bro. And I, and I love it. I really appreciate it. So like uh, to see him doing this is cool. And knowing that Ye is rooted in, you know, the message of promoting, you know, his love for God and how important that is in his, his journey of life. Uh, it's nothing new. A lot of people, if you're a fan, a lot of people are saying like, oh, he knows that black people will never, ever go against God. So he's using this in his rebrand 
to just win black people again. And I guess if you look at it, if you're not really familiar with Ye, you could look at it like that. And there's definitely some slippery slope in that argument. But uh, I, I tell you right now that Ye's been promoting, you know what I'm saying, like his love for, for, for God since graduation, man. He's literally got, you know, a gospel track on his his first debut album. So it's just like I, I don't really understand why people are trying to, you know, just de degrade his his message that he's trying to convey. But anyway, he's been doing these Sunday services for a couple couple months consistently now. Um, and it just seems like they just keep growing and growing and growing. And he was given the nod to go ahead and perform at Coachella on Easter Sunday. So the first thing that people did not like about this was that uh, the merchandise that he chose to sell. So usually when the artist, you know, that, that is major, performs at a festival, they have a little merchandise booth where uh, fans can go ahead and shop, right? So there's no there's no secret that Ye is very different when it comes to his sense and fashion. You know, it seems like he's in this era right now where he's more about simplicity in his clothes and just, you know, like just regular monotone colors. You know, we see it in the Yeezys. We see it in the, 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 the clothing that he puts out. It's just very simple, very simple. But the prices, not so simple. Them shits be crazy through the roof, bro. So that was the problem that a lot of people had. So this man had <laughs> this man had a pair of socks on sale. For fifty dollars, bro. I think it was like fifty dollars. I want to say like fifty. If not fifty, it was forty. It was way too much. That then it was way more than a nigga pay for a pair of socks. I'm telling you that right now. I don't know a man on this earth that'll pay a dub for some socks. One pair of socks, a dub. That's that's crazy. That's a dub. I ain't doing that. But a lot of people didn't like it, you know. And then you selling crew necks for like fifty, sixty, seventy dollars. That said, like Holy Spirit on there and stuff like that. So people think, people really believe that he's trying to monetize, you know, this this wave of him being a God-fearing man, and he's like kind of exploiting it in a way. So I, I and I can see why people would think that. Like I said, if you're not really familiar with this man, you would think like, yo, this guy's bugging, like he's capping. Why is he doing this? Um. So that was the first thing that stirred a lot of controversy, and I can almost guarantee you. Although people were upset about it, that man most definitely. Now nah, I'm not. I'm not. These aren't facts. I don't have the numbers in front of me, but I can guarantee you that man sold out probably everything at that table, regardless of the price, regardless of however everything was designed. I'm placing a super heavy bet that you know they just he wiped out. He wiped out. He he cleared his table just because that's just the kind of cult. That Kanye West has like anything he puts out, people are gonna consume it. It can be the worst thing to ever be created, <laughs> and we gonna eat it up and hype it up just because that's just how we give it up for yay. I don't know, I don't know why. It's just that's just what we do. But getting into the actual performance, uh, like I said, it was on Easter. It was on Easter Sunday, which was I felt like was a, a dope thing for them to do. Um, and the setup was very weird. They didn't do a stage. They were like set up, like secluded on this hill or whatever. But it was the performance itself was like I hate to like use like corny adjectives, but it was magical, bro, for real. Like the emotion that you felt was very genuine. You know what I'm saying it kind of felt like that ass felt like being in church for a minute. 
you know, like just the, the, the vibe and the sentimental feelings that the performance evoked, you know, it was crazy. Cuddy was there. Um, he performed. Chance was there. Uh, and there were some other people. And there were also some uh, other artists that were on the side just there for, I guess, moral support or whatever. But it was a very, very, very magical performance. Like, I've never used that adjective to describe anything. But if I had to use it for any reason, this would be the reason. It was one of those things where, like, you just had to be watching to understand, like, what it really was for. You can tell that this is a very therapeutic thing that Ye is doing. And that that's another thing. This performance itself kind of shed light on a lot of concepts and a lot of things. There's no secret right now that Ye is trying to heal. He's going through a healing process. What he's healing from, I don't know. And it's none of my business. But you can see that this is very therapeutic for him. Because there were times where he began to literally just cried just uncontrollably and you know people like Cuddy and Chance were there to be able to just just pat him on the back and just be a brother for him in that moment and I really believe that Ye just needs to be around no joke he just needs to be around like real niggas again man that I feel like that's the best medicine that Ye needs yes he, he needs to heal and I want him to do whatever works best for him to go ahead and grow and and get out of whatever dark past he may have, whatever demons he may be battling with. I want him to do his thing. However, he needs to come on back to the crib. If not come back to the crib, he needs to grab his cousins and them from wherever he grew up from and, you know, bring him bring them around him. Honestly, I feel like that's what he needs. He needs to be, you know, reminded of who he is where he came from and what he's capable of doing for the culture for real. So, yeah, I really don't have much else to say about the actual performance. I really just wanted to go ahead and address that because I saw that that was one of the most like uh, talked about things to happen um, throughout the Coachella weekend. Uh, so who else performed? Like I said, Jaden Smith, man. Yo, Jaden Smith is a very talented kid and <laughs> it's hard to kind of give him you know, his proper respect because he's always going to have that shadow of being Will Smith's son to a lot of people. But if you really, like, take take oh, that away from him and uh, you just go ahead and you dive into his his artistry, uh, his album Sire, oh, my goodness, that shit is heat, bro. That is heat. If you have not listened to it, bro, just listen to the first four tracks, right? B-L-U-E, yeah, the first four tracks. Um, that shit is straight, straight heat, bro. Um, so, yeah, he was, he was, he performed. He was one of the people that I saw was able to get, like, two nods and perform on both weekends. And this man was flying on Teslas. He brought out his pops. You know, his sister was there. He's doing his thing, definitely. Uh, I know he's got his little water vent. Well, not little. I'm not minimalizing anything. But he's got his water venture. He's helping out with Flint, Michigan and stuff like that. Jaden Smith is really uh, uh, like a hero in the making for our generation. So definitely shout out to my mans um, for doing his thing. Now on to my man Cutter, bro. That's my guy. Also, that's another dude. Kid Cuddy, man. That 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 is a guy that literally... <laughs> He changed my life. Man on the Moon, uh, the first joint. That's one of my favorite 
albums ever. Um, and then, of course, all of his other Indica, all of those albums like that, I love. I can listen to those shits all day long, no cap. But, yeah, I watched both of his sets. And, of course, to me, Cuddy got banger on top of bangers on top of bangers, man. So his sets are cool. You know, he's not the, the, the craziest performer. You know, if you go to his set, it's definitely one of those chill, you know what I'm saying, like, Roll you one, flame up, relax type set. So I was getting that vibe. He's also somebody that I want to see in person, man. He's going to be at Rolling Loud at the end of May or beginning of May. Um, so that should be dope for all of those people that's going out there, man. Y'all be safe. See up for your boy. I hate I can't be there. But that definitely should be a crazy experience. That's another festival with another crazy lineup. But, yeah, Cuddy's sets were um, really, really cool. Uh, and it just it just made me wish I was there, man. Every song I was singing to, it wasn't a song that I was not, you know what I'm saying, in front of my laptop just like teed and geeked about, bro. It was bringing back so many memories. You feel me? Like, I, I've been listening to Kid Cudi since I was in sixth grade, for real. So that was very dope to see. All right, that's all I really got to say about Coachella, man. You know, that's it is what it is. Uh... Keeping it on music festivals, it's a yo. First of all, let me say it's a lot of festivals that's been announced and that's just been curated over the past couple of months, which is cool, which is very cool. You know what I'm saying? Because who doesn't love concerts? But it's just like, you know, it's kind of getting overwhelming because you don't know, especially if you're somebody who doesn't mind traveling to go to a concert or a festival. Like you know, it's kind of overwhelming. You don't know which one you want to give your money to because there's so much greatness like being put out. But uh, I do want to talk about Pharrell's festival. This was his first time ever putting together a music festival. Uh, it was for his hometown, Virginia. Uh, it was called Something's in the Water. It was uh, the, the first time that he put this shit together. And it looked like it was, <laughs> I keep saying, oh, it looked like it was dope. It looked like it was crazy. But this, like all of this shit really looks like it was crazy, man. Like these are things that I wish I could have attended. I would have loved to have been there. But Pharrell, he he brought out. I see the the lineup. First of all, was crazy. You know, like Scissor was there, Travis was there. Um, but I saw like a specific clip, like Diddy came and he performed, and Pharrell brought out Hove and Snoop Dogg, N.E.R.D. and he just performed like just all of the like the Neptunes hits. First of all, if you're not familiar with the Neptunes, man, the Neptunes. Is, is Pharrell and Chad Hugo, who are producers. But they're probably one of the most prolific producers of all time. No cap. Like, I guarantee you, if you're not aware of the Neptunes, 10 times out of 10, you've heard at least three, four, five songs that they've just produced. You know what I'm saying? And that was what they were notorious for, man. They were cra- making crazy beats. Some may say that they got some of the craziest beats and production of all time and they should just man just alley-oop them to niggas and people just you just make make hits just make like like billboard top five hits off these beats that these cats was doing so pharrell of course he go ahead and just make a name for himself and now fast forward 20 25 30 years later this man is putting together festivals crazy festivals Quality festivals for his hometown. So I applaud that man. Let's give a round of applause for Pharrell. Yes, sir. Now, for my Chicago listeners, um, 
This is the last festival I promise y'all I'm going to talk about for a minute. Uh, Lyrical Lemonade. Uh, that guy Cole Bennett. I don't know him personally, but I'm definitely a fan of his work. That man has created some of the, like, the dopest music videos we've seen come through Chicago culture. Um, he is now creating a Lyrical Lemonade festival. And he dropped a lineup. Um, got, I got the flyer right here in front of me. It's cats like Playboy, Cardi, Lil Yachty, A Boogie with the hoodie. They got Blueface, City Girls, Cameron. That's crazy. Got Killer Cam. That's wild. Uh, Megan Thee Stallion, Shorty Ass. Uh, you got Juice World, Kodak Black, Tiger, if you in the helm, Trippy Red, The Baby. Okay, you got a nice little lineup. I, I was talking to some of my friends uh, a couple of days ago, like last week. Um, they were saying, like, the location is kind of sketchy. Like, if you're familiar with Chicago, it's in Garfield Park. So, like, oh, no, 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 I'm sorry. It's it's in Douglas Park. So, apparently, that's not one of the, like, the, the best places to have a music festival, especially in Chicago. But you know it's going to be some people that still show up and show some love. And, you know, I might I might check it out depending on how the, how the vibes are. So, we'll see how it's bumming. But, yeah, that's definitely something cool coming to the city this summer. That will be, I got the dates right here, Saturday and Sunday, June 29th and June 30th. So, uh, that's definitely something to mark on your calendar if you're looking forward to that. All right, man, I can be just damn near half an hour talking about just music festivals. All right, let me move forward. First of all, I'm finna show, I'm finna show how outdated it is between episode three and episode four, G. So, us, us, I'm pretty sure this is something that a lot of people have seen. This movie was crazy, like, uh, the hype around it, man, it definitely easily became a pop culture phenomenon before it even came out. Like, the world was hype about this movie because it was a follow-up, Jordan Peele's follow-up to Get Out. So everybody was anticipating this, you know, this this second, his sophomore film. Um, people are deeming him the, the king of suspense and saying that, you know, he's the next Alfred Hitchcock. So it was just like stuff like that made people very excited for this movie. So I went to go see it finally. I was kind of late, but I did end up going to see it. And I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it from a, a film friend standpoint. Like, you know, a lot of people went into it thinking that they were about to have to put their thinking caps on and, and, and watch for subliminal messages. And although those were in the film, there were elements like that incorporated into the film. I honestly believe Jordan Peele just wanted it to be a cool, you know, easily consumable horror film. It was nothing more than that. So, and a lot of people were like, man, Us was overrated. It was trash. I don't think that's really the case. People just tried to make it what Jordan Peele didn't even himself didn't even want it to really be, right? A lot of people, like I said, they went into it trying to with their detective vibe, trying to point out little little shit because they thought that's how he was bumming. But I don't think it was one of those. So looking at it from just a, a, a horror film standpoint, it was a very entertaining movie. Of course, I love any film with a black lead. But to see that a whole family was doing a thing on a big screen in a movie that was going to break box office records was very, very dope to see. Um, Lupita, oh my goodness. Y'all, she went crazy in this role. The fact that she, you know how hard it is? To not only, first of all, it's difficult to play one lead in a, in any type of movie, right? 
But the fact that she played both leads, like playing herself and then her tethered, is just phenomenal, man. I definitely applaud. Let me give a round of applause to Lapita because that was very, very impressive. She did her damn thing, man. Um, but the movie was dope. I'm not going to spoil it. It's not really anything to spoil, honestly. But uh, if you haven't seen it, definitely go check it out. I would say I thought it was about to be like one of the movies of the year. Um, and I think that this next movie that I'm going to talk about right now has that beat. But Us, Jordan Peele, definitely a very, very quality movie. I would give it maybe an 8 out of 10 for sure. I uh, really enjoyed that. But this past weekend, a movie that a lot of you guys may be familiar with. Produced by a company that a lot of you guys may be familiar with. Uh, Marvel's Avengers Endgame finally came out and made $1.2 billion in three days. Gee, that's crazy. That is crazy, boy. $1.2 billion in three days, nigga? Bruh, that's wild as hell. But that's just how Marvel fans comment, man. That's how they give it up. Yo, they going to spend their bread. They literally, man, take my money. They going to they gonna do that anytime like Marvel puts out something like this. And I'm not going to spoil it. I'm not going to spoil it. So if you haven't listened, no need to leave or no need to fast forward. All I'm going to say is go check it out. I'm going to see it a second time, my damn self. Go check it out, man. It was definitely the perfect ending to what looks like to be a very promising beginning for Marvel. It was beautifully written. Um, it kept you entertained from start to finish, which is hard for a long-ass three-hour movie. That's very difficult to do, and they succeeded. So I applaud them for that. Um, and yeah, man, like, it was, man, my emotions all up, man, you was laughing. You was damn near borderline ready to cry at times. Like, it was just one of those movies that just made you just, just appreciate what Marvel has done. Over the past, what, 21, 22, 23 films, however many it's been, it's just dope to see that this is how they're choosing to, you know, wrap that entire phase up. So definitely go check out Marvel Avengers Endgame in theaters now. Yeah. Alright, now if y'all remember on the first episode, I said I'm going to talk about a lot of streetwear culture on here, right? Because, you know, this is a podcast all about cool shit, and I find streetwear culture very, very cool. So, I haven't been really talking about anything because there hasn't been much going on. You know what I'm saying? Like, you got Virgil doing his thing with Louie and Off-White. But, like, outside of that, you haven't seen much. Like, you know, you got these little sneaker collabs that's been going on, but nothing prolific. You got Travis doing his thing with Nike. Um, and those Travis ones, man, like, people been... I think they dropped... They dropped... The day, the day they originally dropped, I missed my beat. And they saw it out in like five minutes. I think they dropped uh, after the freaking halftime show for the Super Bowl or something like that. If not, if I'm wrong, it might have been like a week or two before that. But uh, yeah, you're just seeing like small stuff like Pusha T's getting, he's got a a, a sneaker collab with, I want to say Adidas. Yeah, Adidas. Um, I just seen Gambino just got a sneaker. So it's just really, first of all, it's dope to see how, like, you know, Drake said, got a sneaky deal and I ain't break a sweat. It's dope to see how, like, 
cats who not even athletes are starting to get sneaker deals now. So, like, the culture is just really in a crazy, unprecedented place right now, man. Like, you can't even, like, really begin to... Oh, and then Beyonce just got a freaking Adidas sneaker deal. Yo, first of all, if you see me in some Beyonce Boost 3s or something like that, hey, mind your business, man. But that's just crazy to see how, like, these these artists that have a lot a huge platform are even starting to get sneaker deals now. And that, that that's kind of something to throw on your uh, you know, goal goals, list of goals, man, like get a sneaker deal one day. Fuck it. Why not? Go ahead and shoot for the stars, bro. If you out there and you there's something you want to do, you making music and you saying shit, one day I want a sneaker too. Hey, fight for it, man. Push. Do your thing. You got it. Yeah, that's just that's just dope to see and uh uh, so yeah, like I said, it hasn't been much going on outside of small news like that. But yo, yeah, all right. Let me tell y'all about these crazy, bro. This concept is crazy as hell. Like I couldn't, I had to read the caption twice when I seen uh, "Kicks on Fire" posted. Right? Okay, so there's this upcoming Nike SB and Air Jordan One collab called the Court Purple, Court Purple Jordan Ones and Nike SB. So this is the concept. All right, hear me out. So the shoe comes in a purple and and gold, like of course colorway, that rubs away over time and then reveals a Chicago one colorway, right? So it starts off one color, purple and gold, and then like after a bunch of wears, or if you that type of guy that just wants to get straight to it, if you scrub hard enough, you will then have a pair of Chicago ones, but it's the same shoe. That's crazy as hell. That shit is dope. They expect it to release in May. I haven't seen much, you know, like, action after that. Like, it's April now, and I haven't seen any, like, lottery for any, you know, raffle or anything like that. But that is a crazy-ass shoe. I think that could potentially be sneaker of the year. I know a lot of people will be going through that at the end of the year. That's got to be in there. I'm not a huge sneakerhead like I used to be, but shoes like this... Make me, like, really want to get back into the game. Um, and then another sneaker I want to talk about. Uh, like I said, I'm a Yeezy fan. But these joints, crazy. The all-black Adidas Yeezy Boost 350 V2s. They rumored to drop in June. They're going to retail at 220 And it's basically just, you know, the V2s. But with just an all-black just exterior. From the laces to the soles to the, to the midsoles to everything. Just straight black and it's just, it just looks like it's just a nice clean cut smooth sneaker to have in your collection um they look comfortable i have a pair of yeezys well two pairs of yeezys subtle flex you know what i'm saying subtle flex but um i'm saying that to say they're mad comfortable bro like you're gonna get your money i'm saying you're gonna spend a nice little pretty penny to to, to cop them but you know they're gonna last you the quality yo they don't get damaged very very easily at all like they gonna and do a whole lot, whole lot of walking or whatever you may do. These shoes are built to be durable. Um, so that's going to definitely be worth the money. Uh, but they're mad comfortable, man. Like, I, I wear mine just to shit, take the garbage out. Like, they one of those, you feel me? So um, definitely, definitely look forward to those if you're looking uh, to, to cop some shit, you know, for the summer or whatever. Um, so I feel like this is a good time to shout out my boy ISO. Isaac, man, much love to you, bro, if you're listening. Uh, his company, Kickstand, 
they they do their thing on a sneaker tip. Uh, any sneaker you may need, whether it's, it came out or it's coming out, he has you, man. Shop with Kickstand. They got you on a sneaker tip for real. Also want to shout out my guy Bernard and Elevated Souls, his sneaker, his sneaker joint. Uh, they do the exact same service, man. You know, whatever you're looking for, as far as, you know, retail goes for a, a sneaker that's coming out, all you got to do is hit those guys, man, and they got you. They going, you know what I'm saying, get you right. So, yeah, make sure you shout with my boys and show them some love, man. All right, keeping it on streetwear. Uh, Joe, Joe Fresh Goods, a streetwear legend, especially in Chicago, and his brand DBM. That man finally back to uh just dropping shit man i seen he just had a drop i think it was uh not the weekend that just passed the weekend before that uh, he was also selling shirts at um pharrell's festival and he sold some in the fat tiger workshop store he also dropped some online those shirts look mad mad dope i was not able to cop but um hopefully i can be able to get it on you know what i'm saying get a resale joint or something like that or maybe here drop some more online or something like that whatever the case may be um just happy to see my man's joe i don't know him personally but i'm a huge fan uh doing this thing uh always pushing the culture and that man's been making major major moves i know he's collabing with a lot of more you know bigger corporations now so he's not he can't remain as local as he used to be but you love to see that man you love to see people from us uh our, our you know where we come from in Chicago, and, you know, just basically any inner city that you may be in, it's good to see, you know, those unsung heroes become more prolific and more well, you know, well known and stuff like that. So it's just, it's just dope to see. All right, let's see, let's see. All right, let's get into some music, man. Let's get into some music. Uh, my boy Q, Schoolboy Q, dropped an album called Crash Talk. And I just listened to it last night, actually. I listened to it for the first time um, all the way through. And it's dope, bro. First of all, that Num Num Juice, the single that he put out before the album came out, really, really grew on me. Some, Bro, some songs you have to listen to it in album format for you to really appreciate it. When he first dropped the single, I was like, all right, you know, it's cute. I know his music is going to always be different. He doesn't make music like anybody else Especially that whole TDE camp. Like, they always, you know, experimenting with their sound. And I think Q is kind of just the genius behind that entire camp. That entire camp's, you know, approach to how they create and structure a lot of their songs. So, None of Them Juice was very different for me. But then, once I listened to it and, uh, you know, just the, the whole packaged album, I gained a new appreciation for it, man. That shit's dope. I'm trying to pull it up right now. To see what stood out for me, uh, of course, Chopsticks, another um, another single that bro put out before the album dropped um, with Travis is a hit. But um, I really like Drunk featuring Black. That's a dope song. Um, floating, yo, Twenty One Eight, his verse on that Floating joint, man. Uh, Twenty One Savage is featuring on track number nine called Floating. Definitely check that out. 21 went crazy. He spazzed in the booth on that one. Um, he got Cuddy on here. Um, song called Dangerous. He got Lil Baby. That song Water. That's decent. I'm very, very impressed with this Schoolboy Q album. I think it's a good um, body of work. You can tell he spent a lot of time working on it. Um, it's good to see that there is still 
some good albums that we can look forward to. Like I said, I mentioned a couple podcasts ago that this may be a year more geared towards like other things in pop culture, like film, television, stuff like that. Um, and it wouldn't be a, a, a heavy music year because of the year we had in 2018, how it was just basically every major artist putting out an album. Now, Schoolboy Q may not be in that same realm as like a yay Travis, uh, you know, Hove to a lot of people, but he is still a very prolific person in hip hop. So a lot of people were awaiting this this album, and I would say he delivered. I'm not the the craziest diehard Schoolboy Q fan, so from me being just a casual fan, I was definitely definitely pleased with this album. Definitely gonna be spun a couple more times. It's one of those things got some nice little replay value, so I'm rocking with it. Now, I'm finna get a little little different, man. I'm finna go ahead and diversify y'all y'all ears, okay? So there's this shorty that I was not familiar with, but that's because you know I'm not really a follower in a lot of different uh, music genres. Like if it ain't hip hop or R and B or maybe some alternative, you know what I'm saying? I'm not really aware of it. You know, of course, like pop songs, I know those, but like. Um, this shorty, Billie Eilish, man, she is mad, mad talented. I don't know where she came from. I don't know who put it in the game, but she's got an album called uh, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? That's a long-ass album title. Damn, I didn't even know that was the name of the album, but that shit long as hell. Yeah, it's called When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? All right? But I listened to it, um, and... This album is crazy, like for real. Like it's not like for my Cuddy fans. I'm, I'm gonna speak to y'all specifically right now because y'all gonna know what I'm talking about. It's not alternative like Speeding Bullet to Heaven was. It's not like those crazy ass Sonic, you know what I'm saying, experimentations. But there is like hints of that in this. And she she kind of got like a Tyler the Creator style to her. But her music is like transcendent. I think Shorty only like sixteen or seventeen year old years old too. So like that in itself is crazy. But she's got the type of music where you gotta put headphones in. Like you can't play this on the speaker, bro. I mean, I'm pretty sure it sounds good on the speaker. But like she got these the, the music where like you gotta have headphones in to truly appreciate this art. Somebody put me on. I like I know she was doing a lot of press tours, so I seen her a lot. But I never really got a chance to listen to her album. But she's got, man, check it out. Billie Eilish, the album's called When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go? Now, for the people that actually, first of all, let me say, I rock with y'all, man. Y'all actually be listening to the music I try to put y'all on to, which is dope. Because it makes me feel like, you know what I'm saying, I'm not just talking to myself. Y'all actually going out and checking it. Shout out my bro Brandon and them. You know what I'm saying? They checked out uh, YBN Corday when I had tried to put whoever was listening to the pod on. Um, so this is not, I'm telling y'all right now, so y'all don't come be like, yo, yo, shorty trash. I'm telling y'all, this is just a personal thing. I thought this album was very, very interesting. It was experimental, and I like that. I like when artists, you know, try to push the envelope of how music sounds nowadays. This is literally the, the you know, embodiment of that. You know what I'm saying? Like the second, no, first of all, yeah, the second track called Bad Guy, G. That, that song's crazy. I thought the song switched at one point. It was the same song, but the beat just get wild as hell out of nowhere, bro. And then the song Zanny, which is right after that, is definitely 
y'all y'all gotta check it out. There's no way to describe this album. It's pretty cool. I like it. I like it. She's definitely talented. Um, hopefully she grows as an artist and as her as her career progresses. You know what I'm saying? She just keep putting out good music. She definitely, you know, got me looking forward to some more stuff after this album. I was not aware of Shorty, but now she's definitely on my radar of motherfuckers to look out for. Alright, man. I think that's a wrap for this here's episode of the Emerge Being That Podcast. First of all, before I go, I wanna make a special shout out to all of the people that are graduating college. This semester, my 2019 graduates, I applaud y'all, man. Let's get a round of applause to the 2019 graduates. Y'all don't understand that is major. Oh, I'm supposed to be graduating in May, but you know what I'm saying? Things happen. So I'm out this bitch in December, though. Believe that. I can't wait to get up out of here, man. But yeah, shout out to all my homies. If I know you personally, yo, I'm proud of you. If I don't know you personally, I'm still proud of you because I know college week is hell. So graduating that shit is definitely a crazy, major, major dope accomplishment. And I wish nothing but the best to all of you guys. Even if you're not graduating, man, let's just get to it this summer. You know what I'm saying? Do what we got to do. Life happens, bro. That's what we got to understand. Things happen. We can't just sit and just, you know, throw a pity party at ourselves because we didn't meet a certain time frame that we set for ourselves. God's timing is perfect timing 100% of the time. So trust me, what's meant to happen will happen. So just focus on what you can control and let everything else fall into place. So yeah, I hope everybody that listened to this podcast enjoyed themselves. If this was your first time listening, thank you for checking your boy out. And I love you all so much from the bottom of my heart. For real, for real. Keep rocking with your boy. Keep doing your thing. Go ahead out there and handle what you got to handle, man. Much love to everybody under my side of my voice. Until next time, ladies and gentlemen, I'll get up with y'all, man. Y'all be smooth. Take another take of that, or is that good? Oh, no, you're good. All right. Well, there we have it.